Right, right. And I get it. The thing is, is that we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So like, you know, right now, you know, based on when this podcast is dropping, you know, the rates are what about 5%, five and a quarter. So people are like, okay, well, you know, a year ago, we were at two and a half percent. And that was a year ago. So it's like, well, I'm going to wait until the rates go back down. Well, what if the rates never go back down? What if today you're at five and a quarter, but next year it's at 7%? So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, got to make sure the credit boss, a.k.a. credit coach, is in the building. It's Eva Palacios. Are you in the house? Yes. What's up? How you doing, Eva? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. I'm <laughs> trying to get over this bug. Like, I don't oh. even know what this sickness is. But yeah, you had like all the symptoms, right? I know. It's making me mad. I'm like... Can I just get better already so I can just keep working? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I definitely know the feeling. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think it is? You think it's the change of weather or what do you think? I don't know. So it's so weird, right? So, you know, went to Cancun, perfectly fine. While in Cancun, like... I think people gave me their allergies because I don't I've never had allergies before (laughs) and everybody I was with had allergies. And I'm like, okay, why am I stuffy now? Why am I congested now? Like Mm -hmm. and I don't know, like, do you get congested in humidity? Like I was just like, nobody should be having allergies in Cancun. Uh, But I don't know. I'm not the one to ask about that. I know. So anyway, so while I was in Cancun, I was definitely congested. It was really weird. Um, and, and shout out to the tribe for like having all kinds of allergy medicine. I was able to get some medicine off of them. Oh yeah. Jossie brought a whole bunch too. So yeah. So it's a thing. So, you know, got home jet lag was on a whole nother level. And then, and then this week I just, I just, I got sick. Like I just felt like a bus hit me. Mm. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, well, was it because I worked out like really hard one day? And then I was like, okay, well, my muscles are sore. My body's sore. Maybe it's because I worked out. But then I was like, I'm a little hot, but then I'm cold. And then I'm congested again. And I'm like, am I sick? What's going on? Mm. Like, yeah. But I had a crazy busy week. So like, you know, I had to do a seminar, mm-hmm. um, in-person seminar, you know, shout out to, to Patty and Griselda for inviting me out to talk to their you know, their, their, their community, you know, nice. they're with, um, nice. yeah. So I had to just like put my big girl pants on and just met medicate and just go do my thing. Mm. And, um, and I did, and that was great. It was phenomenal. And then I got home and I started feeling yucky again and I'm just like, okay, do I just really need to just like rest and just like do nothing so that my body can recover? Or do mm. I just take medicine and, and hope it goes away? Yeah. Yeah. 
But as of right this second, I'm okay. 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 Um, Why are you tired? Why are you tired? Man, because I, um, so after Cancun, um, we, we got back. And within a couple of days, we turned back around and went to Houston for a conference. That's right. Another conference. Another conference. Dang. And it, was, it was really good. Yeah. It was really, really cool. Um, it's called the Child Care, Child Care Millionaires Conference. What? Um, yeah. You got a yeah. millionaire's conference for child care? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. That is There's, so dope. Yeah. There. I mean, you know, these are people who own centers and wow. um, they're doing very well. And so we're, our goal is to one day own a center. And yes. so um, we we went out there uh, and Johnson had a great time and it was a great time for us. Um, Houston is just a really nice city. People, I think it's like, I don't think a lot of folks from, I'll say from, from Cali, maybe I'll just, or maybe just me, you know, Houston is really not on the map. We don't talk about Houston too often as being like a destination place. Yeah. But, uh, it's a really nice city. It's a really it nice city. It is a very nice city. Yeah, very yeah, nice city. I like Houston. Of, yeah, we had a great time there. Great time there. Um, yeah. And so, you know, coming back, it's just kind of, you know, trying to catch up and business and life and just, you know, mm-hmm. we, it just feels like we haven't truly caught up yet. Like, you know, know. not fully. I think there's still some stuff in this, one of our suitcases. So it's like, we're still like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Suitcases just, are still packed. They're still, they're still there. So it's like. And, you know, yeah. traveling can be very exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, even though like you're out and about, you know, in a different area and, you know, you kind of unplugged because you're focusing on, you know, where you're at, like it could be very exhausting. Mm, yeah. Like just, no, you know, packing sure. the bags and getting to the airport and getting on the plane and making sure we're not missing flights and making sure, you know, we're checked in and making like like it's stressful. It's a lot. And like, I don't is- know how people like travel like for work, yeah, like exactly. a lot. Like, how do you do it? That, you know, maybe they're entertainers or athletes or business right. people, whatever. But, the, you know, that constant traveling is. That is just nuts to it me. It takes a toll on you. It takes a toll it on you. It does. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, because like this year I, I had planned. I've I have planned um, a lot of trip with the, a lot of trips with the boys. And I'm just like, like, we're literally going to be traveling. Put it this way. 2022, we are traveling 10 months out the year. Like. Mm. Yeah. So and and towards the, the later part of the year, like we're going to do like one week in Hawaii, one week in New York, one week in Orlando, one week back in Cancun. So it, I'm I'm definitely excited because, you know, I'll be traveling with the boys. But then I'm also like, man, I need recovery time after the vacation. Like you can't just go back to work when you come home because you got the jet lag, you got climate control and making sure you're not sick. Like it's it's heavy stuff mm. but yeah i'm super excited about the travel yeah, yeah yeah well so okay so um speaking of like we are we still doing the um traveling later on this year like yes. is that still okay as soon as we're done here i gotta make that phone call okay yes okay all I gotta right make that phone call cool all right because i'm i've kind of already teased this to other people so <laughs> We kind of we kind of got to make that happen. Um, uh, oh, we're gonna make it happen. I just got okay. a call. Okay, all and, right. And figure out what dates I have booked because I forget. Mm, yeah, I remember. we got a lot going first on. First week of October, second week of October. I gotta double check. Okay, that. yeah, we got a lot going on in the fall slash winter months. Yeah, and it doesn't help because I never booked my airline tickets yet because I had booked this way 
before the airline schedule was released. Mm. I'm like, at least I would have remembered if I had booked the airline tickets, but I didn't book it yet. So yeah, I got a call. Okay. All right. Got well, cool. But everybody's excited about going back. I'm so excited that everybody wants to go back. I'm like, yes, round two of the little tribe. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh. Yeah, it'll be it'll be amazing because I plan on doing the whole fam. Oh. And yeah, that's going to be great. Is it? I mean, is it still warm in that during that time? It yeah, absolutely. Be, right? Yeah. Right. Heck yeah. We're talking about Cancun, by the way, guys. So if oh, you yeah, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're over here we're talking, talking about like going back to Excadet. Like we're not on the podcast. We're over I here know. talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We're going back. And this time, like going back with like no agenda, just like wake up one day. Sure, we'll do an excursion or not. Or be in yeah. the pool for like 80 billion hours. Yeah. yeah. I think that someone should make it a, an agenda though. Not that you got to follow it. I'm but pretty I just, sure you'd be the one. <laughs> no, I, I, actually, don't, I don't want that task, but <laughs> but I would just recommend it just because like, you know, when you have it too loose. Yeah. Nothing tends to get done. That's usually the default. Every just become, you know, it's like late to everything. And yeah, I, I probably will be the one wanting to make the agenda, even though that's not my strong skill. But I know that my high eye would be like, okay, we're all here at the same time. Why aren't we gathering together? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. 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 I know. I'm so um, excited. Okay. I got to make yeah. a phone call. Yes, you do. So, so let's please. record the podcast. I can make a phone call. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So what are we going to talk about today? So uh, actually what we're going to talk about today is I think something that, um, you know, I think continues to be on folks' mind, um, especially with the, you know, how, how the market is going. I'm, I'm talking specifically about real estate. Um, yeah. I think for, you know, and I'll just say, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I don't know, I can't speak for others, but I'll speak for myself. I think there's a group of people who, you know, are I think are like me and maybe I'm the only one, maybe I'm the only one in this group, but there's a group of people who I believe who are a little frustrated with, with the real estate market. Yeah. And the frustration lies in the fact that we have heard so much about getting into real estate, how it being a uh, wealth building vehicle. Yeah. Um, how it's, you know, how most of the rich have, have it in their portfolio. A lot of people have become rich from it. You see tons of courses and videos and ads about getting rich in real estate and all the different options that you could have fixing, flipping, wholesaling, buy and hold all the different things that you can do. Um, And there's this, you know, pretty much this like a stigma, if you will, if you're a renter, you're almost ashamed. You don't want to tell nobody you rent. Like, it's like, what you rent? Like what you doing? Right. So I think there's a lot of people who are in this boat and they're renting and they, and they, and they can feel it. And, and yeah, and I'll just say, you know, for the most part, I'm going to speak for me. I'm one of one, maybe. Maybe I'm not, but I'm just going to say <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that that we hear the argument for home ownership. Yeah. And we think it's valid. We think it makes sense. Yeah. We 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 want to get on that side of the fence. Yeah. However, it just doesn't seem like right now is the best time. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to tell you why. Not that I'm trying to prove that it's the best time. I don't know if it's the best time or not because I'm not. A, I'm not an expert in that space. I'm yeah. just telling you how it feels and how it looks. Right, mm-hmm. a house that 
you know, uh, me and my, my my wife would want is going for like maybe eight hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand dollars, right? Right now, California prices. Cali- Cali- yes. That's where I live. Was we do? That's where I, where I live. That's insane. Right, that same house. Yeah, that same house just a few years ago mm-hmm. was nowhere near that. Right, maybe six hundred thousand, whatever, and or even less. Maybe, maybe five hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly. Or even less. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interest rates, which I don't pay enough i don't really pay attention to so i'm not going to sit here and quote numbers or anything like that i don't know i just know i keep hearing that they're high and higher higher so for for me doing quick math (laughs) if the house costs more and the interest rate is high that means my payment gonna be high or at least higher Higher than it would be yeah in another time another period right right so with that being said, all of that being said, mm-hmm. when I look at it, I'm like, man, is it really the time to buy? Yeah. Like, and I understand I've heard people say it's always the time to buy. Whenever you can afford it is the time to buy. Yeah. But I have to say that feels a little weird, especially, <laughs> especially now. So, so talk to me, Eva, because I mean, you know, like I said, I could be the only one. Yeah. No, but I'm sure I, you're not the only one. What I found is I'm usually not. <laughs> you're definitely not the only one. Definitely not the only one. So what would you say to folks like me? Well, number one, you got to have the conversation, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know the numbers, then you're just assuming and you're just guessing and you're just thinking like the rest of the world thinks, assuming and guessing. So you got to have conversations like you got to speak with your loan officer. You know, you go, you should be speaking with a real estate agent because at the end of the day if they have years of experience in the market, then they can tell you for sure for sure is it realistic to buy now or not and we should be waiting. Um and at the end of the day like everybody's situation is different, but it is true though. It is true like right now it is higher than what it was before. But then like the way that I see it is even though it's higher than what it was before, like let's really look at the numbers between the difference between home ownership pricing versus renter pricing and then base your decision on that. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that, um, you would still lean towards purchasing a home. I'm always going to lean towards homeownership. <laughs> okay. And I think for me, it's because I am a homeowner and I have seen the difference between being a homeowner versus not, you know, I mean, just the ability to be able to build equity. I mean, you're renting right now. So 100% of your payment, you don't get nothing out of that. And I don't know, I guess it's just me and my mindset, but I don't like throwing away money. I, I'm not wasteful. Shoot, I don't, I don't even like food going bad in my refrigerator. Like, mm. I just don't like losing money. And, and, and to some people, they may not even think of that as a loss. But in my mindset, I think of it as a loss. Well, that's the thing. So that I think I don't I don't think that people who are thinking like me are thinking different than you. Yeah. I think that they do consider potentially getting into a home at this time 
mm-hmm. as a risk for a loss. Yeah. And I'll just just to put it in perspective. So let's say I buy this nine hundred thousand dollar home. By the way, I mean, and and true 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 to what you're saying, talking to realtors, talking to uh, loan officers is, is great. Uh, shout out to Alicia and to um, to Tammy. Yes. Um, who, you know, Tammy has been able to find um, me and my wife homes that aren't necessarily in those those price ranges that are really like it, like te- definitely something we would consider buying. Yep. And it's something that seems to be really low in terms of compared to others. So she she can find the goods if you if you need. So shout out to Tammy. Yes. And then also um, the professionals know what they're doing. That's yeah, why and, you got to use them. And Alicia definitely uh, knows the various options and the best approach and how to, you know, do it the way that makes most sense to you. So yes, I'll go ahead and, and make sure that we state that. So that's clear for folks. But with that said, even still, um, let's say we, you know, were to purchase this home for $800,000, dollars right? Yep. And with the interest rate being what it is, Let's say at this time, because you know people aren't sure about how the market's going to turn, right? If it's going to stay flat, if it's going to go down, yeah. Like what's going on? But it just feels like from someone who is on the outside and they're trying to get into the market, like this just feels like a weird time to commit, yeah, to thirty years at this payment plan, you know, at this rate, at this right monthly mortgage, right? Yeah. Yeah. And is my house going to go from 900,000 to a mill anytime soon? The feeling is, and I'm saying it's true or not. I don't know. There's no, uh, you know, no, we, we can't tell. The feeling is, is that it ain't going to happen anytime soon, that it will likely probably go back down. And yeah. so people may be thinking like, okay, to your point, I don't want to lose money. Well, if I jump in a house right now and it's 900,000 and then in a year or so when, you know, the market figures things out and it's back to 800,000 or 700,000 or whatever. Yep. It feels like a loss. Yeah. It feels like I bought something that, you know, I'm paying higher than I had to cuz their interest rate went down, you know, 6 yep. months later or a year later. I'm paying more. <laughs> the yeah. houses, you know, I, so I I I don't feel like I won on this. That's that's yeah. I'm just saying that's how some people may maybe feeling. Right. Right. And I get it. The thing is, is that we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So like, you know, right now, you know, based on when this podcast is dropping, you know, the rates are what about 5%, five and a quarter. So people are like, okay, well, you know, a year ago we were at two and a half percent and that was a year ago. So it's like, well, I'm going to wait until the rates go back down. Well, what if the rates never go back down? What if today you're at five and a quarter, but next year it's at 7%? Mm. Then what? Then you would have missed out on the opportunity to become a homeowner now because you're thinking that the rates are going to drop when really they just went up. And now what? We're going to postpone home ownership again? Mm. You know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day, you definitely would want to make sure that the purchase that you're 100% confident in the purchase you're about to make, but let's not leave it up to the economy and to the market to decide for us when we're going to do that, when we're going to pull the trigger on home ownership, because that's the variable. You know, what we know right now is, you know, you renting, we know at any time your landlord could decide to sell their house. Mm. 
Mm -hmm. And then what? What type of financial position will that put you in having to abruptly move, moving expenses, forcefully trying to find another place to rent? Is that going to be as as good of a price as you're paying rent now? Or is it going to be even more? So, you know, so there are always going to be variables, but I think every person needs to understand what all of those variables are and really just do the math. But for me, I'm always going to advocate home ownership. Why? Because that's just something that I have been doing since 2004. And at the end of the day, like I only have always seen it as a win, a win, not just a place peace of mind. It's your own home. Ain't nobody going to evict you unless you're behind on your mortgage payments. Not to mention the potential to build equity and to go back with what you're saying. You know, what if the values stay the same or what if the values drop? Perfect example. So when we bought house number two in 2006, two years later, 2008 crashed. Mm-hmm. We bought the house in 2006 for 700,000. In 2008, it was worth 400,000. Was mm-hmm. I freaking out? No, because we were living in that house regardless. It's not a loss unless you sell it or you lose it. Mm-hmm. But we know that you're going to be making a payment to keep that roof over your head anyways. Why wouldn't you do it for your own home versus somebody else's? But now yeah. look, 2022, the house is worth 850000 So you still have the house. We still have the house. And we owe a whole lot less on it. So now there's even more equity. So at the end of the day, worst case scenario, let's just pretend the values drop. In 30 years, you would have a house that's paid off completely anyways. No matter if that if the values drop. Now, historically, values increase. So just because it drops doesn't mean it's going to stay low forever because historically they all bounce back. Mm. So that's why to me, owning real estate is always going to be a win depending on the economy is going to decide how much of an asset that real estate really is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, I think if we would have waited Right. If we would have if we would have said to ourselves, 2006, bought the house, 2008, market crashed. Now it's worth. Less than half of what we bought it for. Let's get out of this and do something different. We would have suffered all kinds of crazy nonsense. We waited out and now look whole lot better. Hey. Quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. 
But there's some people that will say, well, what if you didn't buy in 2006 and you bought in 2008? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And many people did. Many people bought in 2008 and then it was ugly. Like, no, no, I'm saying they bought when it crashed. Like, so they bought it low. They bought it lower. Oh, well, that that, then that's good for them, too. Yeah. But there's no way to know to know that you wouldn't have. Yeah. There's no way to predict. Yeah. There's no way to predict. And so, so, okay. So, but one other thing too, that, that some folks may be thinking, cause I mean, and, and it makes sense, right. Is that either way, homeownership still makes sense in the long term. Here's the reality for, uh, I would say for a lot of folks, mm-hmm. it's harder to buy a house now. It's harder than what it was before. Yes. Yeah. So, so because the while, numbers are different. Exactly. So while mm-hmm. while we're hearing, hey, you should still go get a house. It was it's actually harder than it was before. Like I've been, you know, mm-hmm. let's say, and I'm not saying me personally, but I'm just saying like to someone in general mm-hmm. is thinking I've been trying to gear up to get this house. And now it's even harder because when the prices are higher. Right. That means yep. the percentage because, you know, your, your down payment is based on percentage. Absolutely. The higher the price, the higher your down payment. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, if interest rates are doing higher. whatever they're doing, you know, say your credit yep. score, all it all this, all this factors in. Right. And then yep. when the banks are, are scared, you know, for whatever or however they're feeling, mm-hmm. then then lending gets tightened. Right. Yeah. They're, they're trying. They're not trying to necessarily lend to everyone, especially if you're not picture perfect on paper. Right. Yep. And. So there's all these other factors that go into it, whereas, you know, at some point in time, but it might have felt like it was easier to get it. And now it seems harder. Right. Yeah. So you got the combination of it, if it, if it feeling like it's harder. Yeah. Also where the numbers are. It just once again, like I said, I can see for a lot of people how it feels like I don't know about this. Right. I don't know about this. And yeah. the confidence is low. Right. So absolutely. My question to you is, is there any other options whereas because because I, I want to I want us to clarify, I want to clarify your position. Yep. Um because when I hear you say you need to be on the you know the right side of the real estate game or whatever, and I also hear about you know you saying you don't want to be a renter, I'm hearing two different things. Right. So one is I'm hearing be involved in a real estate game, which is can be you could be involved in so many different ways. What, Absolutely, you know? and then also don't be a renter. That means own your own home. Yep. So to me, those are two different things. Yep. Um. So okay. So two questions then. How would you respond to someone that says, "Is there any alternative for me if I don't want to buy a house right now that I could still win in this in this market?" And then also, how important is it for for that for an individual to own their own home? like the home they're living in. Absolutely. Well, I think for question number one is just owning real estate, period. Whether you're investing in your own primary residence or just investing in real estate in general. I know the hot topic right now that I've been talking to um, with a lot of my mentees in my program or just people in general um, is the ability to house hack, buy a multi-unit, buy a multi-unit to where it does. It, it feels like you're truly like really winning. Why? Because you have other 
you know, you, you basically can rent out the other units to produce income so that you're still being able to take advantage of everything, not just taking advantage of, you know, the tax breaks and the equity being built, but now you're actually making money while owning real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually has been a hot topic lately because that- people are feeling uneasy with the interest rates and the pricing and all of that crazy stuff. Yeah. And we went into depth on that on uh, an episode. What was, it was called house hacking, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So for those who, who don't know what that means, go ahead and check out that previous episode called house yes. hacking. <laughs> house hacking. Yes, yes. definitely. Right, um, even, even that, you know, another topic that, that has been really, really hot too, because of, you know, the funkiness in the market you know, people are sitting on some money that they had planned to use for down payment, but they're just not feeling confident in buying the house right now. Totally get it. Well, while that money's sitting in the bank account doing nothing, they're not even paying you peanuts on that money. Like, let's take it and invest in real estate. Like, let's do a joint venture and make money on top of money. You know, let's let's buy, you know, let's rally up the troops and do a multi-joint venture deal to where we can earn money on that money so that now you're making money to save even more, a bigger down payment for the future home that you plan to buy for yourself personally. Mm. Um, So that's been a really hot topic too. But I just think just getting involved in real estate in some way, shape or form is what's going to be the most advantageous because I just think that you can make more money faster. And I don't want to say faster because it really just depends on the deal. Um, But I know that I posted this recently. I mean, you know, one of our mentees, you know, did a joint venture and they literally had a 30 day flip here in Stockton. And I'm like, Mm. that by far is the fastest flip that I've seen happen. I think Mm. the fastest was like 90 days. Mm. So, um, you know, even things like that. And again, everything's a variable, but as long as you're connected, you know, with the right people and, and you've got the right information and the right systems and all of that good stuff, like you can be making money while you're figuring it out. But let's let's be open minded to those types of opportunities. Mm. OK. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the next question was about the um, owning your own home. Yeah. Well, and then I guess it really just depends on what your situation is. Right. So like, you know, for example, we got Desmond, our oldest. I mean, does he have to go out and buy a house right now? No, but I'm like, we might, we need to get you a house. And at the end of the day, for somebody like him who, you know, is single with no kids, we want to look at multi-units so that he can house hack, you know, versus somebody who, you know, is a family of five that might need a certain square footage or a certain neighborhood or a certain demographic, you know, everybody's situation is different. Um, but that's really what it comes down to is knowing what the situation is to be able to see, well, what is going to be the best transaction? What is going to be the best move for home ownership? And does it make sense? But I know, you know, those are the conversations that I have with Desmond is, okay, if you're going to buy a house, it's cool to have a single family home. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's cool, but no, like if you're single with no kids or, or maybe, you know, single with kids, let's look into a multi-unit to where you can be able to have income producing and be able to have an asset as well. So, um, 
what's most important is just having the conversation. Like, mm. don't assume you can't be in position unless you've had conversations with the professionals because you don't know. You know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. So you got to have these conversations to even see, does this make sense for you right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can, I mean, I could see how, you know, some people may be like, yeah, like, you know, especially, yeah, it, it depends situationally, right? If you're at a place where, because you you can, let's say you can afford like right, uh, a $600,000 house. Yep. That's what you can afford. And, but, but nowadays that's not going to get you much, right. right. In terms of maybe what you ideally would want, right. Your, your dream home or, or yep. even what you would feel to be your 10 year home or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you'd have to actually, you know, if, if that's all you could afford, you'd have to potentially stay in an area or neighborhood or, or live in a house that is maybe below the standard of living that you want. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, you could hold off um, and, you know, continue to rent or um, maybe try to put your money in other vehicles or other investments um, so that you could still, you know, utilize the, the savings that you have for your house um, until you're able to, you know, get the house that that you you ultimately want. Yeah. Um, I know that you, you, you've definitely talked about, you know, sacrificing and, and things like that, but I think it, it makes sense definitely to do that when, when you can do that. I think you made a really great point about like, you know, sometimes you're a family and, you know, you, you actually, you know, have a certain number of rooms that you need, like, you know, right. And you don't want to be stacked on top of each other if, if you can help it. Right. Right. And I think what's important too, is I know that for most who are thinking about buying the house or their house for the first time. I think a lot of people want that dream house. The desire of having all of the bells and whistles is there, but let's look at everything. I know when we bought our first house. So when we bought our first house in 2004, it was just me, my husband, and one child. And we bought a five bedroom, two and a half bath. Did we need that big of a house? There was only three, two and a half of us. No, but the numbers were definitely different back then. It was new construction, but because it was our first house and, and, and we didn't really care about bells and whistles, like we got standard everything. If anybody has ever bought a new construction home, you can decide do I want carpet? Do I want laminate? Do I want hardwood floor? Do I want tiles? Do I want tile counters, granite counters? What kind of cabinets? Like you can legit customize everything in the house. So when we bought that first house, I knew it wasn't going to be our forever home because I knew like once you buy one house, like, I don't know, for me, I'm like, I'm addicted to like buying houses now. Like, like, let's just buy more. Right. So we bought base, base. We didn't even do anything upgraded just to get us into the house, just to be able to be homeowners. Now, the second house we upgraded, you know, that was the one that we bought in 2006. And now the third house, which is where I live at right now, we upgraded even more than house number two. So at the end of the day, it's like, 
yes, sacrifice, but there's certain things that are okay to sacrifice. Cosmetic things, things that you can change within the property, you can sacrifice that stuff. What you can't sacrifice is things like the demographics, good school systems, good neighborhoods. Is it close to shopping? Is it close to public transportation? And this is important, especially when you're thinking about reselling that house or home values retaining the number. Because yeah, demographics do matter. Even square footage, right? I mean, unless you're buying a house on a large lot, you can't make that house bigger if it's on a certain amount of square footage lot. So, you know, I, in my mind, I'm like, as long as demographics are good, square footage is good, floor plan in terms of, you know, bedrooms and bathrooms to people ratio is good. That's what we should be focusing on. Everything else, cosmetic, you can upgrade it. You can make it all fancy later on. Let's just not go in with the mindset that I got to get this fancy schmancy house as my first house, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It does make sense. I think also to, you know, I think for some people, like that definitely makes sense. And I think for some people too, they may be thinking, but I deserve to have what I want. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, maybe they have, (laughs) maybe they've spent their whole life in a standard, if you will, home, you know, with, with the the standard cabinets and the carpet and, you know, no backyard and, you know, whatever, whatever that is, you know what I mean? They, whatever that standard of living is, they're like, man, I'm tired of, of experiencing this or they've been in an apartment forever or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, they're not necessarily trying to go from, you know, renting, um, or or so, so maybe they've said, let's just say, let's paint the picture that maybe that's how they started. Yeah. And now they've evolved and now they're renting something that's nicer than, than what they're, you know, they grew up in and they're experiencing a different quality of life and they're, and they're renting, even though they're renting there's, but they're still experiencing it. They're still there. Right. Um, it's still their home for, for all, you know, for all intents and purposes, right. It's yeah. still their home. Right. Yeah. And, and they're there and now it's like, okay, but in order for me to get into home ownership, I'd have to downgrade. I'd have to go back a few steps. I'd have to yeah. go back to how I was when I was 20. And I ain't trying to, you know, I'm just saying some people maybe think I ain't trying to live like that. I don't, I don't, that's not the kind of sacrifice I want to make right now. Right. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not judging. I'm not saying that you should, or you should not, but just understand, you know, I'm just saying like, that might be a perspective that some people are having, like, yeah, you know what? Like, no, I don't want to actually, you know, I do want to have everything when I first get this house because I'm, I'm grown, you know, or <laughs> because yeah, I deserve I, this. I, I deserve so this. hard I've been all, working these all these years. years you know I need saying? the granite countertops. Yeah. I want to <laughs> have it all, you know? And, and yeah. I think what you're saying is just know that, you know, it's okay uh, to not have it. Right. Yeah. Cause you still are ultimately winning when you get in, in, in the home. Yes. But I'm, I'm just saying, I can speak for the people who, you know, maybe seeing that as an option and saying, yeah, that's cool and all, but that's going, that feels like a downgrade. That feels like I'm going backwards. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's tough. And I think that's just, I don't know. Like my mindset is different. Well, I mean, so I say this. I mean, so, so here's the thing, you know, that that that's that's what I'm supposed to do on this podcast. I'm supposed to give their perspectives. But the yep. thing is, like, 
I'm I'm what I'm thinking is too. Sometimes you have to take a step back to go forward, right? Sometimes it's required that you sacrifice in order for you to gain, right? I think yes. I heard uh, I heard this uh, the sermon recently. The the preacher said, um, "You have to you have to uh, give it all up. You you, know, you you have to give it up to get it all." Mm. And, 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 and that's, it's that initial sacrifice of giving it up, whatever that, whatever that sacrifice is, maybe it is the quality of life. Maybe it is the the luxuries. Maybe it is the, sometimes that is a requirement in order for you to get to the thing that you want. Right. Well, once again, I'm not saying, and I don't think you're saying that that's the only way. No, there is definitely a path. I believe where you just only go up. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there also is some experiences or some situations, whereas the, the way to level up is actually to take some steps back. I a hundred percent agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. That, I, that, that's like me. I have no problem sacrificing. Mm. Like I have no problem sacrificing. I have, I don't know. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think if I talk, if I say this out loud, I think people are going to call me crazy. Um, Go ahead and say it. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared. <laughs> I, got I got you back. I'll clean it up. I'll clean it up. If it needs to be cleaned up. I got you. No, like for me, like, I just truly believe that. If we want the best in life, it's going to take some type of sacrifice. And I can honestly say the 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 reason why we have what we have and the lifestyle that we live is because we've sacrificed. Now, visually, you might just think Eva sacrifices. Ah, she got it all. Where does she sacrifice? I honestly live very minimally. Like we don't eat out. Like on occasion, we'll eat out, but we don't eat out. Like I haven't even placed an order on Uber Eats or Grubhub. I don't even know. Like I got gift certificates that I haven't even redeemed because I don't even know how to do that stuff. I don't eat out. I don't have, you know, I don't have cable. Like I don't, there's things that I just don't spend money on that other people spend money on regularly only because I'm like, I don't really need that. I would rather use that money in other categories. And, and like when I bought the first house, we bought the first house, like we legit, didn't go out for a year, no eating out, no hanging out with friends, no nothing. And we saved 80 grand. Like who does that? I don't know very many people that do, that do that. Mm-hmm. I have no problem sacrificing, you know, and I do it now. Like, you know, I, I just came off of a 10 day fast. People are like, all you're eating is fruits and veggies. Like what in the world? And I'm like, I'm doing a cleanse. and. I can legit cold turkey go from one day to the next and cut it out. Like, I don't know. I just, I guess I just operate differently 
only because I know the powers behind sacrificing to get the ultimate win, to get the ultimate long-term gratification instead of the short-term instant satisfaction. Mm. That's just, that's just me. Satisfaction. Yeah. Okay. You said, you said satisfaction. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to blend. You trying, trying to make it rhyme. With satisfaction. <laughs> you trying, trying to make words. it rhyme. I'm making it words. You trying to get a bar off, and you, you thought you had. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, I I hear what you're saying. Um, so, yeah, and that, I think that's the that's the greater lesson, right? In this, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's, I think it's it's hard for some folks. I could imagine to 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 be on that right now like yeah. i'm trying to sacrifice sacrifice what yeah. you know what i mean like uh especially not my lifestyle you know i've worked hard for this you know what i mean like i ain't trying yeah. to go back like i get it i hear yeah. it i get it and um you know and i could feel that um but at the same time i also see the 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 huge benefit of you know taking a step back you know humbling yourself yeah and whatever that is, right? And I think about yeah. that could, that could be applicable for life, no matter what area you're in. Like, like let's say Absolutely. right now you wanted to lose weight. Yeah. Right. What would you have to do in order to lose weight? Eat you, better. You got to eat better. So that's eat a sacrifice and right exercise. there. You got that's a sacrifice right there yeah. because most Get of the time sleep. the taste buds, <laughs> right? That people because some people they 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 mm-hmm. eat based on what tastes good. They only want to. Eating, it's in some people thinking like this should only be an enjoyable experience for me. Yeah. Right. It, it never should not be enjoyable. So I'm not going to yeah. eat anything that doesn't taste good or doesn't pleasure me or whatever. Right. Right. But that, but, but if, if you are trying to eat healthy or you're eating healthier and you're used to eating nothing but sugar and salt, mm-hmm. when you first bite into a strawberry, mm-hmm. you might think that that joint is tart. Yeah. It might not taste that great to you. The crazy thing about it is if you continue to deny yourself things like sugar and salt after a few weeks and you bite that strawberry again, you will find that that strawberry is actually very sweet. So true. (laughs) (laughs) So true. Right? Yeah. It's like drinking soda and then not drinking soda and just drinking water. And then when you drink soda for the first time, you're like, holy smokes, this has all kinds of sugar in it. Like who drinks this stuff? Exactly. So (laughs) that's so I think so what I think about like home ownership. So we're going to bring it back to that. Yeah. So, you know, you're so used to whatever lifestyle, whatever that you've been doing. And and you're you know, you're like, hey, I'm not willing to sacrifice this. However, if you do the sacrifice, right, because you at the same time, you're on this side of, of home ownership, you're renting and you're looking at all these other people who are on the other side and they're leveraging equity, they're leveraging tax credits, they're leveraging all these different things that, that come along with home ownership, right? Yes. They're leveraging all that. And you like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. But you're not willing to sacrifice or do what you need to do to get on the other side of it. You're kind of stuck. But what you'll find, I believe that if we do the sacrifice Mm -hmm. and do what we got to do, get on the other side of that thing, we'll find that there's a reason why people say it's sweeter on the other side. Absolutely. You see, I tied that back Absolutely. in with a sweeter with I the other analogy. Yeah. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's, um, I, that's to me, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. That was good. 
Meg, see, okay, I got, I got a few bars off. Uh. Charles takes over the podcast. <laughs> nah, nah. So, so yeah, I just, I just, no, I just heard what you were saying. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I could, I could feel the, the passion in, and I understand why you're so adamant about home ownership. Um, yeah. And I think it's just hard for some people to, to figure out how to get from A to B. And, and once again, I get it. I get what they're seeing. Yeah. But I th- I think sometimes, you know, what, what's missed in this is that, yeah, sometimes we got to sacrifice to get what we really ultimately want. Um, and, and and actually, you know, for the most part, the, the huge successful people in business and life and whatever, yeah. that's typically the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's typically and, the road. And not only that, like, you know. I don't know. So like, you know, painting my picture, you know, we sacrificed, which is why we have what we have and we're able to do what we do. And, and, and now looking back, it's like, what did I say in the beginning of the podcast? Like we're literally taking a trip every single month for 10 months out of this year. Who can do that? Mm-hmm. Who can do that? Like, if you got a job, I'm pretty sure they don't give you that much vacation time or time off work to be able to do that. And if you tried to do it, you probably won't have a job when you come back. Mm-hmm. So how how did I get to where I'm at right now? Sacrifice, sacrifice, you know, 17 years at that job, soaking it all in, turn entrepreneur, dealing with all kinds of adversity and no's and naysayers, which could have easily broke me. And then I could have just went back to another job, but I'm like, nope, nope, nope. This is where we need to be. This is how we build business. This is what we got to do. And I got to invest more money, pay more coaches, learn more things. So now what does life look like? Life looks like multiple streams of income. Life looks like multiple vacations per year. Life looks like me teaching my boys differently. It was all the different levels of sacrifice that I spent all the years prior that has gotten me to where I'm at now. So while, you know, you can easily look at somebody and say, oh, yeah, they have it all together or financially they're this and this is that. Man, there are some struggles. There are some struggles, struggles, definitely sacrifice, definitely some losses, a whole lot of emotions. But what does life look like now? Mm. And that's what we need to put ourselves on that map. We need to have that game plan to plan accordingly, make the moves, make certain moves strategically so that we can be able to live like how we see everybody else living life on the Internet. I mean, they're doing it. Clearly, they figured it out. So why not figure it out too? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Sacrifice. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was a a good way to to end this conversation. Yeah. What do you think? Anything else? You got anything else for us? Um, no, I think we covered it. You covered it. Uh, yeah. I would say, you know, uh, once again, I think, you know, every so often we, 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 we remember to do this, but be sure to go and rate us on um, the Apple podcast. Yeah, wait, didn't we get like new ratings? We, we did. Yeah, we did. We got some new ones. You want me to read them? Yes, absolutely. Let's read All them. Right. Shout them out. 
All right. Make sure. And I always that, wonder yeah. how, like, you know how when we get like the ratings and it has their name, like, where does that name come from? Like, is it like the Apple, like subscriber name? Cause some names are names and some names are just gibberish. And I'm just like, where did they come from? <laughs> I don't know. I, I assume this is what people are entering in. That's what I, that's what I assume. But I don't know if you can enter it in. I want to say it's, it's pulling it from somewhere. Yeah. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think, know well, works. I mean, just because of some of the ones in the past, how intentional they've been. Yeah. Um, well, majority are intentional names, but I remember one being like X, Y, Z, S, like it was just I, a bunch of letters. And I I'm think, like, I think someone did that on purpose. That's really? Yeah. That's, oh, okay. that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted that. that. Okay. Um, yeah. So we, um, we got a couple uh, in, uh, recently. And uh, so shout out to those people who uh, rated us five stars. Um, yes. One says, stars. Um, I think it's from uh, Lou. Uh, I don't, don't want to mess up this name, but Lunsica. Lun, I don't know how to say it. Lunsica four two four. The only, the the only, uh, you only have one life to live. You only have one life to live. Is the, is the uh, subject it says thank you, Charles and Eva, for continue to pour into our development. This information is priceless. We only have one life to live. Make it worth it. Practical tips to help you live authentic, prosperous, and purpose filled lives. Aww, yay! Very nice. Thank I you for that. It. Shout out to you. I'm sorry for messing up your name. But you know who you are. So shout out to you. Thank you yes. so much. And then also uh, the bariologist um, left us a uh, review. Five stars. He says, or she says, um, woo, uh, episode 86 is heavy. Eva, this episode hit home, pun intended, uh, on so many levels. I've listened to this episode about three to four times. I was floored uh, at how many nuggets were given. The mindset shift is certainly critical. And being in the right circle of influence is huge. Keep it coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to the bariologist as well. Um, And yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, hey, you guys do us a favor. Rate, subscribe, share the podcast. Definitely share. We get so many good like we get so much love on these streets uh, for the podcast. It feels great. Um, But also, guys, like don't keep it to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> no, keep it yourself. Share it with other people. Multitask. You've got to commute to work. You better listen to the podcast. While you're doing laundry and folding clothes, while you're cooking, listen to the podcast. Like, there's some straight up golden nuggets. Like, there's people that have won financial wins just by listening to the podcast, and they're like not even doing anything else in the communities. Like, True. guys, share it. Share it. It's amazing. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you guys. Um, we really appreciate you. We really do, um, truly. Um, so uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. Thank you.